Well, hello everyone and good morning and welcome to another edition of a live stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining me this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines. We're here now to get ready for Sunday School. First, we're going to play a little music to get you into the mode of praise and worship. Marvin Winans, Donnie McClurkin, and Jay Moss, worship time. I'm not going to play the whole selection, but we'll play a good portion of it. But uh, welcome to Sunday School once again. Thanks for being here this morning. God bless you. And good morning, Ann. And good morning, Larry. Good morning, Roscoe. Thank you for being here this morning. Good morning, Ronnie. Thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you. Hope you didn't forget your coffee. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> this is uh, Marvin Wyman starting out. Good morning, good morning. The Lord is good. promise to be a really great day today. Temperature in the 60s, not too shabby. Liz, good morning. God bless you. Brother Nate, good morning. God bless you. <clears throat> Pacific time, brother. <laughs> Bev, good morning. Good morning, good morning. God bless you all. My faithful and trusty bride and assistant is online, also greeting people. Jackie, good morning. Welcome. I have my coffee. Do you have yours? <laughs> it started a long time ago when I was drinking coffee. I was drinking coffee. I learned how to drink coffee when I was working at a... Um, I was working at a... It's actually a headhunter. It was a long, long time ago, and there was a pot of coffee. The coffee pot was behind me, behind my desk, and that's why I started drinking coffee. But I learned to appreciate better tasting coffee rather than the coffee that's burnt. <laughs> Hence what I'm drinking right now. Clorinda, good morning. Pearl, good morning. Uh, Brother Nate, we're doing well. 
We're doing well. We're doing very well. Thank you for asking. Um, we are just doing it, going day by day, but we're doing okay. And um, God bless you too, brother, you and your lovely bride. Yeah, Walter in the background. That's a good idea. I have to acknowledge him too. Thank you. Yeah, this is, I'll tell you. Thank you for being here this morning. God bless you all. We're getting ready for Sunday school. Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Get ready to have some church. Amen. From heaven above with the wings, from power and earth, my God is an awesome I'm not going to compete with him, though, I'll tell you that right now. It's enough just to sing along. Thank you for being here. Amen. All right. Okay, we're going to stop it there only because we don't we want to get into Sunday school. We got some announcements to make. We got some things to take care of here. But uh, thank you for being here. That was uh, Marvin Winans, Donnie McClurkin, and Jay Moss. Worship time. Now there, I've only heard one voice there, so uh, that's how that goes. But that's okay. We um, want to acknowledge it just for the sake of acknowledging it. <clears throat> and um, we appreciate you being here this morning for Sunday school. Make sure you take your allergy meds, only because uh, it's that time of year, too, for that. Uh, usually the fall and the spring are the times where I have to make sure that I, uh, I'm geared up and ready for any uh, extracurricular activities when it comes to allergies. So please make sure you're doing that today if you're going out. And uh, once again, blessings to you. I'm glad that you're here with us. First of all, let's do some announcements, and let's go ahead and get into Sunday School. But first announcement is that we do have a message on, online available for viewing after Sunday School. For those of you who are not <clears throat> in church with us in Akron today, uh, Pastor Gus will have a message on Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's a great message. Uh, it's worth listening to, and it'll be available online immediately following Sunday School today. And we appreciate your patronage and taking taking that in as well too we the messages are being put online now for the purpose of making sure that everybody who is a member of Akron Alliance Fellowship Church and even others who are not part of our church are able to see the complete church experience here online <clears throat> a lot of churches were doing that when it was COVID time and and they've since have fallen back into not doing it as much I don't see it as often and uh, we didn't want to discontinue that we wanted to keep it going so by all means, stay on, stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message. If you're coming to church in Akron, uh, you'll get to see the same message live. And uh, today is also First Sunday, so there's a uh, communion should be in order as well too. So we welcome those of you who are going to be in Akron to come to church today. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We uh, appreciate everyone remembering, as part of the church experience, to make sure to give to our church. Uh, uh, for the sake of giving as the Lord leads you as far as what you're able to participate in and give. 
Um, if you are mailing your tithes or offerings to Akron Elias Fellowship, please mail them to Akron Elias Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. We appreciate you doing that. And, of course, we just have a church to run. We've got uh, utilities and bills just like anybody else has uh, when you have a building and you have responsibilities. We also have staff that keeps the church in order and clean, and we have salaries to pay. These are all things that need to be done. And we also want to make sure that we have benevolent offerings available for anybody who comes to our church in need. And we would always give direction in that manner as well. So we appreciate everybody keeping those things in mind. We're still operating a church just because we're online here does not mean we're not still running a church. So just keep that in mind. We appreciate, I'm going to keep saying, keep that, keep that in mind about 70 times, I guess. But we want you to keep, keep this in mind for the sake of remembering that we are indeed having this fellowship online and we have fellowship in our, in our church building as well, too. Okay. With that in mind, we're going to go ahead now and get into today's lesson. The Sunday school lesson is John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. As you can tell, that's a very compact uh, set of verses, six verses. But there is so much in this that you really want to cover this and and do so with totality. So I think it's appropriate for us to take the time to make sure that we're looking at this passage in John chapter 3 and looking at it from a standpoint of faith, looking at it from a standpoint of what people believe, what uh, people understand about it, This is essentially the good news. Uh, The good news is wrapped up in this passage um, very eloquently, and it is something that we want to look at and and recognize. I I want to, you know, when I look at this particular passage, of course, you know, this is uh, the continuation of uh, Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus. And if this were a uh, a writing of a screenplay, (laughs) and follow me with this, and you, you see the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, and you might see both of them on screen together when they initially start the conversation uh, back at John, uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. And then gradually you'll see the camera pan to Jesus and only Jesus uh, as you get further and further into this um, lesson, this message rather. And you'll see that uh, Jesus is the only one on camera, and then now he's putting the focus directly on looking directly at the camera and looking directly at the viewer, the person who is looking at him. Because that's exactly how I've envisioned this message, this particular uh, passage of John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. Nicodemus is still there. He still can hear the words of Jesus, of course, <clears throat> because the communication is to him. But now he's giving this direction directly to us. It is something that we need to see and understand And he wants us to know the good news. He wants us to see the good news. And literally, as you get to verse 21 at the end here, it's like a fade to black because that's the end of that particular segment. And then it moves on. If you read further on in John chapter 3, which we'll do next week, it's going to be about Jesus leaving Jerusalem and going into the countryside and all that. So there is a very deliberate statement being made here for us as individuals to understand the gospel, the glory, the good news of Jesus Christ. We're going to go ahead and pray and get started with Sunday School. So I I appreciate you allowing me to speak that because it was just something that came to mind this morning. This message is for all of us. Amen. And it has been for all of us. It's for anybody who's within the sound of my voice listening to it. 
So I appreciate all your prayers, and I appreciate that uh, for those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit speaks to them individually about what is going to be discussed here over the next few minutes. And I pray that if there are questions that you have about Jesus, the gospel message, and knowing that Jesus is speaking from nothing more or nothing less than truth. Um, and so that is what we have to always embrace and keep our our minds on when we look at what is being said here. Jesus is truth. He says it in John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them, meaning us, the people he's praying for in truth, because your word is truth. And so we need to understand that as well, too. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us to recognize your very presence, Lord, as you speak to us. And Lord, these are verses for some of us that we've heard before, but may we really understand the richness and the depth of what you're saying about how much you truly do love us and how much you did for us on the cross by going to the cross for us. I thank you, Lord, for the teaching. I thank you, Lord, for your very presence. We know that where more than two are gathered, you are present. And Lord, there's no restriction to your gathering because you're everywhere. So, Lord, as we take the time now to look to you and give you your due, give you your praise, give you your worship, we, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do for us. May these words that are spoken not be my words, but your words through the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 3. We're going to start with verse 16. <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 16, and we're going to go to verse 21. And I'll tell you, it is just such a pleasure to be able to sit before you and just go over God's word. It is just such a, it's just such a pleasure to do that. And God is such a gracious God, and he is a loving God, and he is a, a God who just wants to show each and every one of us over and over again how much he loves us. I pray that you can recognize that. I pray you can see that. Uh, I pray that you can see it happening. Let's read from the New Living Translation, John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. Starting with verse 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. Verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light, and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Imagine the depth of this statement, especially verse 21. And we, I'm leaping ahead a little bit just from the standpoint that it's very important for people who profess to be uh, members of the family, uh, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, to live in such a manner where others can see the light of Christ reflecting from them. People need to see 
this truth in the world. There are many people out there who profess to know the Lord Jesus Christ but don't live in such a manner where they're honoring the Lord. And so we are that remnant out there, everybody, um, for those who even within, uh, maybe even within the church in some churches or some places, not the church as in the, as in the bride of Christ, the ones that truly do love the Lord, but the, the people who go to church who don't know the Lord. We need to be the ones who are reflecting the life of Christ, the love of Christ in our lifetimes um, as we go forward. So I, make, I want to make sure you understand that and see that and recognize that uh, because that's just what kind of came to me. We have to do that. And Jesus is giving, looking us dead in the face. when he, <laughs> Remember the, the analogy of the movie? Um, he's looking us right in our eyes and he's telling us this very thing. We need to be able to reflect the love of Christ before others. So, when we go back and look at verse 16, we know what the message is. God so loved the world. This is how God loved the world. This is the New Living Translation version. Of course, your version may say God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Don't miss the part about God loving the world. God loving us, his creation. Loving the people that he created. Loving each and every one of us. If you go too quickly, you can go right past that. But we want to make sure that we see that um, the love that he has for us is indeed genuine. It's pure. It's sincere. He loved us before we were even created as human beings. If you go back and look at what the um, the word says, it, it, he, he's loved us from the very beginning. As far as our beginning is concerned, even though he is an eternal God, but he has always loved us. He has always cared about us. He always wants uh, what's good for us, and what's good for us is a relationship with him. And so you'll see that God's love is, is hardly selfish. It's a love that is not self-centered. It reaches out and draws other people in. It draws people in. That is the whole point of the message of the gospel, the good news. And, and God is showing us the importance of true love, what true love is. True love is much more than just, you know, looking at someone and liking them and thinking they look great and all that. And you and you have and we always, you know, make the symbols of hearts and flowers and stuff like that. But true love is much deeper than that. True love goes beyond um, that type of relationship. You want to make sure that when you have in a love relationship, when you love someone, you're willing to give freely to the point of self-sacrifice. That's the love that we're talking about. And that's the love that Jesus indeed has for us. He gave of himself for us so that all of us would experience uh, eternal life with him. And that's what we have to recognize. He paid with the life of his son. He was the one and only Lamb of God who uh, takes away the sins of the world that uh, John the Baptist proclaimed. He was the one who would be the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, John the Baptist had to be given those words uh, by the Holy Spirit to say that thing because he did not know, uh, even for certain, um, that Jesus was going to be the one who was going to go to the cross initially when he even said it. So we recognize that he is indeed the Lamb of God. He was paying with the price of his life, um, and he did that because of our sins. Amen. He did it because of our sins. If if we weren't sinners, there would be no reason for him to do that. But he did that because of our sin. 
we were immediately born into sin. We were separated from God. Um, and it's one of those things where we have to recognize that because he loved us so much, he did what he did for us so that we would not be separated from God. He wanted us to have that fellowship. He prayed over us. John chapter 17, he prayed about us. When he said his time was coming short, he was going to be leaving the world, but Lord, he was praying for everybody who would follow him, everybody who would be left behind on the world, everybody who would become a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wanted to make sure um, that God recognized that prayer, uh, acknowledged that prayer, that to take care of those people that would follow him, who believed in him. And that's going to be us, amen? That's going to be the us as believers who believe in him. And I need to get into that word believe, too, because that's coming up very soon about what, what it means to believe in the way that we're referring to uh, from this particular context. But we want to make sure that as we go forward personally, John 3.16 obviously is the good news, right? The good news is that God uh, loved us, that he gave his son so that we would not perish but have eternal life, period. That's the that's the good news. So how often are we sharing that good news with others? That's the good news we need to share. It doesn't matter whether or not the person who's listening to you uh, is paying attention or or really uh, is taking your word for it. God, you have to speak the word for God to be able to reach that individual. Amen? And that person may not get it right away, but let the Spirit take care of the rest of it. That's what we have to always recognize. The Spirit's got to be the one uh, to speak to that person who hears the good news, who hears the gospel. May we always take that attitude and remember that as we look go forward here. Um, there's a comment that I'm going to share with you very briefly. I don't, I'm still kind of weighing it here, but there is something to be said for it because we have to look at the world we live in today. There are people out there who really don't even want to think about eternal life so much because they are living a miserable life here on earth. And honestly... You don't really have to go far to think about people like that who are just always cranky, cantankerous, who are just miserable people. And we should be praying for people like that. Amen? Those are, that's the first thing. They need a Savior. They need someone to change their hearts and minds, and, and they're just living miserable lives because of whatever it is, politics, um, getting wrapped up in the world, getting wrapped up in bad news, just staying constantly focused on the negatives rather than what is positive. There are a lot of things out there really that are positive, and you really don't have to look that hard to find the positive things in, in life. Amen? You don't have to look that hard. You, It's really about your attitude and your focus and your approach. Um, my lovely bride and I, we love riding in the park. We We have developed a brand new habit that we did not have before the pandemic and that habit was to get out and see things and do things where we were just sitting in our homes or maybe just going to the stores and stuff like that but going out to the park and looking at God's nature God the creation his creation the trees the flowers not so much the goldenrod <laughs> but uh, that's the that's the downside but but the things that God created, uh, the wonderful things that the open spaces that are still available, where you can go out and 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 take in 
fresh air and look at the beauty of what God had done for us. That's all. That's all for us, everybody. Um, when God created the heavens and the earth, and He said it was good, He really meant that it was good, and we need to enjoy it. But we have to understand that those who are living lives that are miserable, um, they they need to understand about the love of Christ because. In eternity, there's not going to be anything like death or sickness or evil or an enemy or sin. That's what we are looking forward to, amen? That is what we are doing all of this. We recognize who Jesus is, and we know that there is a wonderful result that comes from believing in the Lord Jesus Christ when we die and we leave here. And it's eternal life with him. It's fellowship with him. It's eternal fellowship with him. Um, it is some, there's so much to look forward to. But um, I think the point that the commentator was making here was that if you, if you live in such a manner where you think that this life that you have is all you've got, you know, and there are some people who believe that. There are people in, in the past who have lived and thought that there was no afterlife to live, uh, look forward to. And when they thought they would, when they would die, they would cease to exist. So therefore, there was nothing more to do than just uh, live the way they were living um, and, frankly, probably just remaining miserable because if you, you're not filling that hole in your very heart and soul with the, uh, the love of Christ. The love of Christ has to be present in your life. So it's all about having faith. And let's talk about this word believe, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, believing is more than just an intellectual agreement <laughs> that Jesus is God, okay? Um, that is, a lot of people believe in Jesus. Um, I believe it's in Second Timothy where it says, you know, there are people who believe in, and even the demons believe and they shudder. So it's more than just saying I believe, but it's of what you're believing in and what you believe that Jesus can do in your believing in him putting our trust and confidence in him is what it is we have trust in him we have confidence in him that he is the one who can save us there's only one name under heaven and earth in acts chapter 4 verse 12 by which we must be saved and that's what we recognize as jesus christ that's the one he is the one who is indeed the one we believe in and trust in he is the one who is our change agent. He is the one who gives us what we need when it comes to eternal life. When we believe and trust in Jesus Christ, we will have everlasting life with him. Amen. That's what's really important for you to recognize, too. And um, I'm just in awe of what God is doing and what he continues to do. And I, I pray that He, you really spend some time in the Lord and really seek after him and learn more about what God is doing for you even uh, in this moment in your life, in, your, in, this, time, in this lifetime. Um, that's what we want to recognize too. Let's go back to John chapter 3, verse 17. And I want to emphasize this, very, this verse as well too because I, I look at it as a continuation of what Jesus is saying in John three sixteen because we want to recognize that God sent his son into the world to not, ju not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. And we recognize that in this moment of grace, this period of grace, Jesus is in the, has come into the world 
and died on the cross for us because he wanted to recognize he wanted us to recognize that he was not to condemn the world even though we deserve condemnation amen but to save the world through him that's where all the prayers were coming in that even Jesus made right at the end of his earthly life he was praying for us he wanted to see us get saved he wants people to recognize the truth he wants people to see how important it is for us to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Uh, I can't save you. You can't save me. I can't save my wife. She can't save me. It has to be a personal relationship. And Jesus is not condemning the world. He wants the world to see the truth uh, of salvation through him. And that's, that leads us to verse 18. And John chapter 3, go back to John 3 verse 18. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Amen. That says it all right there. That's very important for us to see. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Do you recognize what he's saying here? Your salvation in Jesus Christ is of paramount importance because as you live, as you walk and talk and go about the world today... If you don't acknowledge Jesus as Lord, you're already condemned. You are condemned. You're in a state of condemnation because you don't believe in Jesus. That's what he's telling you here. He's telling you this from the moment you were born until the time when you did acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. You were condemned. And so you cannot in any way, shape, or form... Say that anything is left out here. Well, what, what if? What about this? What about? No, you're condemned. <clears throat> we can make the argument that God is going to take care of the souls of those individuals who are not aware of, of his message of the gospel. We get that and we understand that. But once you become smart enough to know about this world and about the Lord, you, you have now... The time, your cl the clock is ticking. You have to make a decision about Jesus once you acknowledge that you're in the world and you're living in such a manner. And the thing that you have to overcome, obviously, is your flesh. Amen? And your flesh uh, is not going to be inclined to follow Jesus. The Spirit has to be the one that you pay attention to and listen to and acknowledge to become uh, uh, saved according to, according to what salvation is required. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he indeed is the one who will take care of your very existence, your very soul. And that's what you have to do. So you're already condemned if you don't do that. And people are kind of strange about believing in Jesus uh, or giving reasons why they haven't believed in Jesus or if they just say, well, he's a nice person and all that. They try to, you know... Frankly, what's, what, what they're battling with, honestly, is the flesh. They're battling with worldly possessions. They're battling with their own intelligence. They're battling with uh, maybe if I just do enough good things, it's going to be sufficient for me to uh, where God is going to give me enough brownie points. It, he doesn't work on a brownie point system, everybody. Our, our deeds, the things that we do are like filthy rags before the Lord. We, we have to recognize that our responsibility is to acknowledge that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one we are looking to and we are vessels and we are vessels of his but if we acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ he is going to give us eternal life and we don't want to be condemned no one wants eternal condemnation of course right but 
don't let that be a reason for you to be clever and not think about acknowledging who Jesus is because there's no other way for you to receive eternal life. John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, meaning Jesus Christ. There's no other way to go. Don't believe what Oprah says. Don't believe what all the other mystics say. There's no other, there's no other way to come to the Father except through uh, Jesus Christ himself. And it's really unfortunate that a lot of people who are influential have tried to either water down or dumb down the gospel of Jesus Christ and make it less and less significant and make this spiritual uh, personal well-being much more important. One of the things I appreciate about the Abide uh, app that I use for meditation, and they have even done a, a better job of it more recently, where it's less about you know, making sure that you're relaxed and listening to what God's Word is saying, but it's really focusing on the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ as they communicate with you. And I think that's very, very important because it's important for us to obviously take deep breaths and, and listen to the Lord and just quiet everything down and eliminate any distractions as you're meditating on his word. Amen. You, that's what you should be doing. You should be doing those very things. But at the end of the day, what you're meditating on is God's word, on what the truth is. And that's what we have to focus on as individuals. We are to read the Bible every day. And meditate on his word day and night. That's what it says. That's what it says in his word. We're to meditate on his word day and night. So that is the, ultimately the most important thing that we can do as individuals. So I, I trust that you can see that and understand that as we go forward. So let's get to the last part of this passage. Verses 19, John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. I'm going to read all three of those verses once again. And the judgment is based on this fact. The judgment being what? The judgment being the, the ultimate, it is going to be a condemnation uh, for those individuals who don't follow Jesus Christ. But Jesus didn't do it. He didn't come in the world to condemn you right then and there. He came into the world so that you would be saved. But there are going to be some, unfortunately, who don't want to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that. And it says, the verse, verse 19, the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. But people love the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. We have people today, we already know that, they love the darkness more than the light. We have people who would rather worship Moloch, worship Satan, and, and have those evil practices that you read about in Scripture. Uh, even the practices where... Even the people in Israel, the people in Jerusalem, were practicing um, evil, um, children's sacrifice, all of those things. You have to understand that that's, when they say there's nothing new under the sun, they really mean that. And it's really a sad thing that what we're seeing is really the continuing practices of Satan infiltrating into the lives of people where they indeed feel it's much more important for them to follow Satan than follow Jesus. Jesus is saying to us right here, and he's looking us right in the eyes, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. In verse 20, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for their sins will be exposed. For fear, their sins will be exposed. Doesn't mean that their sins won't be exposed. They will be exposed. 
but they they don't want to go. It's like the it's like the uh, the traditional statement about what cockroaches do when you turn the light on. You have cockroaches in a room, and they automatically run for cover. They run underneath uh, shelving or whatever it is. I'll never forget that time I was working downtown at a store, and um, something happened where uh, there was a roach that was in some sort of product, and it fell out and ran under the the cabinet. Of course, it was broad daylight. Yeah, I know that's pretty nasty, right? Yeah, well, but that's but that's what people think of a person who practices evil. Do they really want their evil to be? exposed to the light the answer is no and that's what jesus is telling us here he's giving us this information to help us to understand what we're up against when we are talking to people in the world they don't want to be exposed they don't want to they don't they want to keep what they do in secret but look at verse 21 which is really important for us to understand here and is it's all part of this message but those who do what is right for those who do what is right, come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Do you get it? Do you see how important that is? And look, in our flesh, we don't want to be uh, chastised. We don't want to be uh, in, involved in evil. And we don't certainly won't, don't want to be caught. Amen? That's why you need to make a, a concerted effort to live in such a manner where you are avoiding evil you're getting away from evil you're staying away from evil you're you're repenting of your sin and turning from those things that cause you to do what's not right and so but understand that there are people who don't follow jesus they don't want to be changed they don't want to be changed they don't want to live differently they want to live in evil they are firmly convinced that what they're doing is appropriate and right for them, but all they're doing is destroying themselves. So how do you overcome something like that? You pray for them. You pray for them, and man, I'm telling you, if you're talking about these are people that you know, people in your family, people that you know personally who want to consistently live in evil, they are being blinded by Satan. They are being blinded from the truth. They are being the Lord... You know, you pray that the Lord never hands anyone over to their delusions so that it just seems to be more and more difficult for them to uh, come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But your prayers can certainly help to deal with that. You, uh, a person, um, remember, the, remember, God loves everyone, amen? But God knows the heart of everyone. If you go further back, if you remember back in John chapter 3, um, looking back at verse 23 uh, and through 25 while he was in jerusalem at the passover festival many trusted in his name when they saw the signs he was doing jesus however would not entrust himself to them since he knew them all and all and because he did not need anyone to testify about man for he himself knew what was in man and he knew that our hearts were very often hearts of stone and we have to understand that I believe it's in Jeremiah where the prayer was that the hearts of stone of the people would be turned to hearts of flesh. Hearts of flesh meaning that not as in fleshliness as in sin is concerned, but hearts of flesh is in that you'll be malleable to the presence of Jesus Christ. That you acknowledge that you need Jesus in your life. That you 
recognize the love of Jesus for you, that you would make a statement and acknowledging in truth that Jesus was, is indeed the Son of God. He is Lord of your life. That's A heart of stone has no way of receiving that. So you have to see that's what the prayers should always be. Our prayer should always be for those people that we know who, for whatever reason, have hardened hearts, like the Pharaoh, amen? Hardened hearts, that we need to have those hearts soften. And sometimes God puts circumstances in a person's life to soften a person's heart. Um, and you'd hate to think it's going to be about dealing with illness or anything like that, or the death of someone else or whatever, but sometimes that's what God has to do to, to get people to, to recognize and acknowledge that he is Lord and Savior. He He has to deal with us individually, amen, based upon where we are and what we're doing. He has to deal with us individually. So you have to understand that those people who are hard of heart, they might be threatened by who you are, your desire to live for the Lord, your desire to obey God. Not everybody's going to be welcoming to you as a believer in Jesus Christ if you um, follow the Lord, love the Lord, live in such a manner where people recognize that you love the Lord. Not everyone will be receptive. They may not necessarily be lashing out at you, but they're not always going to be receptive. But understand something. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ. Always remember that. I think sometimes we take things personally. Sometimes we shouldn't just take, we shouldn't take personally at all. If somebody rejects you, they're rejecting Jesus. They're not rejecting you. Um, they Ultimately, they're not rejecting you. They are rejecting you, but they're rejecting Jesus Christ. Amen? And so that's where we have to stand, and that's where we have to go and look. And understand that a person who doesn't want to obey God, they don't want to be in the light. They don't want to be, they don't want to go before the Lord. They'd much rather stay in their sin, stay in their transgression, stay in a place where they just don't want to believe in Jesus as Lord. Pray for those people. Pray that those individuals see the light. Understand the light. Understand the love of God. In him there is light. There is no darkness. And that's what people need to understand and see. This gospel message, this truth. I appreciate the fact that Jesus speaks about how we who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. But he, will, he also speaks about those who make the choice to not follow Jesus. And we recognize the reasons why they don't want to follow Jesus. Go back to their, he know their hearts. He knows, knows about their hearts. He knows about the hearts of man. He knows about my heart. I barely know about my own heart. Amen? And, and I'm speaking for myself because uh, you have to look at your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior because I know I can't save myself. Amen? <laughs> If I could have saved myself, I mean, that would be like me trying to swim in a, in a pool. i just sink right to the bottom. Uh, I can't save myself. But Jesus is our Savior. He is the one who takes care of our souls for all eternity. I'm going to take the time right now to pray um, and just take some time to pray about uh, those people who are online, who are listening, who uh, will even listen to the podcast later. I'm going to pray 
for those individuals right now. I want to pray for everybody within the sound of my voice, like I mentioned. And I, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to pray for those people in your life right now who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. We've just covered John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. And we recognize that Jesus is very clear in his message. He is not ambiguous about it. Those who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let's pray. Father, we are indeed grateful for your grace, your mercy, your goodness, how you indeed speak to us about the truth, about why you came to earth for, and you did it for us. You came to earth because you loved us, because God loved us. And we thank you for spending the time with us on earth and teaching the disciples and all those who would follow you about what it is to have faith, trust, and believe in you. I pray for all individuals within the sound of my voice who do not know you personally. I pray, Lord, that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you will speak to them, that they indeed will acknowledge you as Lord, that they indeed will recognize the need to turn from the sin and the lives that they're living right now. Repent and acknowledge that you are indeed their Lord and Savior, that you alone can forgive their sin, that you alone can help them to live in such a manner where they, if they hide you, hide the word in their hearts, they may not sin against you. Lord, only you can do that. Only you can produce these effects. And only you can produce these fruits that we speak of in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit. Lord, may those individuals recognize the love of you, loving you, the love you have for them. And indeed that they make a decision to acknowledge you as Lord and Savior of their lives. Lord, we thank you for reminding all of us that the gospel message, the good news, can't be preached enough today. In a world where people want to look to everything but you, may we continue to pray for them to turn directly to you and look to you personally. Lord, may we proclaim the good news before others, even if it's not convenient or popular. May we experience your truth each and every day. May we be affirmed by your presence as we go forward. Lord, we thank you for your teaching. Lord, we want to, be, we want to learn from you every day until we leave this place. Thank you for again being everywhere we are because that's who you are. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, we're going to end it here. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today for this edition of Livestream Sunday School. God bless you. You are a great group. We will see you uh, for those of you in Akron, Ohio, we will see you at church uh, in about 45 minutes. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. 
And uh, we will be online next week from a remote location. (laughs) But we hope to see you then next Sunday uh, at the same time. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. And uh, stay tuned for Pastor Gus's message online as well, too. And we'll see you next time.